If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A good old-fashioned and simple death from wayward phaser fire would be a dream come true next to the array of bizarre and messed up mishaps that are sadly part of the job description for Star Trek's red shirts and miscellaneous crewmen and women. Sure, come the next show, Kirk and Co may act as though everything's back to normal, but it's hard for us to forget the sorry saps that follow. So with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Trek Culture with a little bit of a cold, so do forgive any nasal sounds, here with the 10 most messed up deaths in Star Trek The Original Series. Number 10. A Pinch of Salt in the Man Trap now what better way to start off than a gnarly fate seen in The Man Trap, the very first episode to be aired in Star Trek's original run. Clearly, freakish fatalities were to become a mainstay in the show, and they had no issues raising the curtain with among one of the most grotesque. The original series begins with the Enterprise visiting the planet M113 to deliver supplies, conduct routine medical exams, the usual. What's also established as usual, however, is the doomed fate of whichever poor schmuck happens to accompany any combination of Kirk, Dr. McCoy and Spock on a new planet. In this case, it's crewman Darnell, who falls for what he believes to be a beautiful woman but is in fact a shape-shifting, salt-sucking monster. Just standard Star Trek then. After Darnell is disposed of, the chameleonic killer proceeds to stalk the corridors of the Enterprise, relieving the unlucky crewmen it encounters of both their salt and their lives. Now it does turn out that it's less of a rampage and more just a simple fact of the creature's survival, but that's little comfort to those salt-devoid corpses who were just unlucky enough to come across a pretty woman on the ship. Number 9. Speared in the Galileo 7 now I know what you're thinking, but no, that is not some weird reference to some sort of wind-knocking wrestling move. It's actually pretty literal. A wandering red shirt, or well, technically actually it's more yellow, gets impaled by an almost comically oversized spear and falls to his death with it still sticking out of his back. When the shuttlecraft Galileo is pulled off course, the crew is marooned on Taurus 2, a desolate and dreary planet, clearly a perfect choice for an emergency landing. Immediately, Lieutenants Latimer and Gatano are sent on that cruel death sentence of a duty, scouting the area. Sure enough, they quickly encounter the planet's monstrously aggressive and primitive inhabitants, who greet their new visitors by way of throwing a very large and unwieldy spear at the first intruder they see. Thus, poor Latimer meets his end via the pointy end of an obscenely large stick. And if that wasn't enough, the weapon remains lodged in his corpse, sticking absurdly high in the air as he lays lifeless on the ground. Now, 
Now that does make you think that Kirk probably leaves out most of the details when he breaks the news to the families of these hapless red shirts. Number 8. For the love of a trike in Miri after the gang encounters an apparent duplicate of Earth, their curiosity is piqued enough that they decide to beam down and explore. Once there, they're almost immediately attacked by a disfigured and quite deranged resident whose main dispute with them seems to be that they've approached his broken tricycle. Kirk promptly delivers a beatdown on the disturbed fellow, who nonetheless remains more concerned with the trike. At this point, Kirk notes that he seems to have the mind of a child, and is doubtless feeling a little guilty for having punched him in the face repeatedly. The sight of a full-grown man breaking down in heartbreak over a trike is unsettling to say the least, but it gets even worse as he then suffers a fatal seizure while gibbering hysterically. Now it's not really much of a welcome for the Enterprise crew, and to be honest their fortunes don't really improve as they spend the rest of the episode trying to avoid the same grisly fate. Later on Kirk is held hostage by a group of kids who administer on him the dreaded bonk 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 on the head. Thankfully, he's not killed, otherwise we'd have another entry on this list. Number 7. Blood Drained by a Cloud in Obsession The regrettably red-clad crewmen of the Enterprise rarely live long enough to rue their choice of colours. Anytime they're beamed down to a strange planet's surface, even to do the most routine of surveys, it's clear that there will be blood. Or, in the case of Obsession, there won't be. The terribly unlucky redshirt scouting Argus 10 are hardly pleased to make the acquaintance of a seemingly intelligent gaseous cloud. In fact, they end up looking like they've seen a ghost. Not a ghost, they might say. It's a monstrous vampiric entity that drains every red corpuscle from the blood of its victims. At least they might if they weren't bone-cold pale corpses. The being is sadly well known to Captain Kirk, and the episode details his obsessive quest for vengeance against the blood-sucking billow. Deep Space offers the wonderful, the weird, and the worrying, and the chilling sight of those snow-white red shirts is definitely the latter. Having their blood drained by a hungry, hungry haze probably wasn't what they signed up for, but on Star Trek, someone's gotta do it. Number 6. Unnatural Causes in the Deadly Years Here's one, shockingly, not suffered by one of the calamitous red shirts. Indeed, perhaps Kirk was feeling some sympathy for his ever-ending security teams when he chose to give them a break in the deadly years, instead personally beaming down to a research station on Gamma Hydra 4 along with his key personnel. Well, plus Chekhov. And it's Chekhov who goes on to make the rather horrible discovery of a desiccated, wrinkled corpse that somewhat resembles the grandpa from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Setting aside the macabre nature of a dead body just laying around in a darkened room, we soon learn that the cause of death wasn't nearly as natural as it seems. In fact, it's low-level radiation from a comet that's causing rapid aging, which has now affected almost the entire landing party, plus the surviving station crew. The nasty effects of growing old become evident as various victims of the radiation are shown to succumb to weakness and senility in a very short time before passing. As Kirk puts it, what a way to die. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Number 5. Burn to a crisp in Devil in the Dark It's a well-known trek trope that caves are always bad news. Whether it's collapsing walls or antagonistic androids or bizarre space creatures lurking within, the appearance of caves in Star Trek generally indicates that someone, somewhere, is about to meet their maker, especially if they're wearing a red shirt. In The Devil in the Dark, Kirk and co face off against a subterranean slayer known as the Horta, who's not so silently picking off miners and engineers on Janus 6. For investigative purposes, they don't have a lot to go on when examining what's left of the victims, who are reduced to simmering chunks of charcoal. We're fortunate, however, to witness a typically ill-fated redshirt wandering the caves on his lonesome, which is always a bad idea, before being ambushed by the blazing blob that is the Horter and getting summarily burned to a crisp. And if that wasn't enough, the later revelation that the Horter is simply protecting its eggs renders it wholly sympathetic, and the barbecued remains of the redshirt are never avenged. I mean, if you want to look for a bright side, Thanks to the Horta, you don't need to worry about cremation. Number 4. Be Me Back Scotty in And The Children Shall Lead Most red shirts probably prepare themselves for potential calamities the moment they're informed that they're being called up for one of those dreaded away missions. But even the most pessimistic of crewmen probably expect to survive at least a little bit longer than those poor saps in And The Children Shall Lead managed to. Believing the Enterprise to be orbiting the planet Triacus, Kirk orders a routine transport of his away team to the surface, each of them prepared for the worst. Unfortunately, the worst arrives far sooner than anyone expected. It turns out that the planet's apparent presence is merely a visual illusion, meaning that Kirk has unwittingly beamed his loyal men into outer space. Now, it is largely left up to the imagination, but just the thought of being transported instantly from the safety of the ship into the cold vacuum of space is chilling. Who needs fancy execution machines when you can just use the transporter? Still, while it is a horrific way to go, at least they, unlike viewers, were spared the pain of having to watch this infamously awful episode unfold. Number 3. Into Hell's Mouth in the Doomsday Machine Now, while the mission of the Enterprise is to seek out new life, there are instances where they probably had rather not. Take the horrific planet-killing device in the Doomsday Machine, which plays the proverbial Moby Dick to guest-starring Commodore Decker's Captain Ahab. 
Once rescued by the Enterprise crew, the maniacal Decker spends the duration of the episode obsessively trying to conquer the relentless and seemingly indestructible titular automaton. Eventually, the tragic Commodore seems to realise that enough is enough, opting for a suicide run by way of steering a shuttlecraft directly into the machine's flaming maw. It would be quite understandable if Decker slightly regrets his decision as the gaping inferno grows ever closer, and the sheer terror on his face wholly conveys his looming oblivion. The very image of the tiny craft flying into the mouth of hell is staggeringly bleak. Now, not to add insult to injury, but it does turn out that this noble sacrifice does next to no damage to the juggernaut-like machine whatsoever. So if there were any remains of Decker left to bury, his tombstone would probably say something along the lines of, at least he tried. Number two, psychedelic mind attack in the lights of Zetar. Even the most routine of missions never seem to go quite to plan in Star Trek. Not even a trip to the library. Arriving at Memory Alpha, the galaxy's central information outpost, Kirk and the landing party would expect the place to be relatively quiet, but the dead silence they're met with is eerily ominous. In one of Star Trek's most terrifying moments, the crew finds a darkened room full of corpses and a Zatarian scientist on death's door. On approach, she emits a series of garbled, guttural sounds that would put the grudge's famous ghost to shame. If that wasn't enough, her face contorts unnaturally in all of horror, agony and panic, all the while shifting in weird colours to provide pure nightmare fuel. Only after all this does she finally expire, and McCoy helpfully lists all her ailments. Severe brain hemorrhaging due to distortion of all neural systems, dissolution of autonomic nervous system, and so on. Put like that, it definitely doesn't sound like much fun, and despite the pretty colours, it doesn't really look it either. To boldly go where no man has gone before. I think sometimes it's enough to make man want to turn around and go back to where he came from, and fast. Number 1. Cubic Crush in By Any Other Name Evidently then, the unlucky red shirts and miscellaneous crewmen of the Enterprise have met their fate in a wide variety of ranges, from violent to disturbing to just plain weird. Some lucky officers, however, have experienced deaths that encompass all of these qualities. So it was for poor Yeoman Thompson in By Any Other Name, an ill-fated victim of the oddly specific powers demonstrated by the Kelvins and their nifty control belts. Punishing Kirk for his attempt to escape the clutches of the dastardly Kelvins, they used their belts to transform two of his landing party, including Thompson, into small chalky cubes. Perhaps sensing that Kirk was rather desensitised by then to his male crewmen being offed, the Kelvins opted to hit him where it really hurt, by choosing the unfortunately feminine Thompson for execution, namely by crushing her cubic stand-in into dust. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.